Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast by Locksmiths for Locksmiths. Today's theme is high security locks. We will discuss locksmith experiences with high security cylinders, considering all details of high security installations and foreign high security cylinders in the United States. I'm Jeff Moss, and joining me today are Tim Coleman and Tyler J. Thomas. This is The Three Tumblers. So in my area, the, the primary high security cylinders that I see and that I deal with on a daily basis are Kaba Peaks, Schlage Primus, and Medico. Uh, the company that I work for sells a lot of Peaks and a decent amount of Primus, and we service some Medico. We take a lot of it out from other companies. We have one customer that uses ASA. But yeah, my experience primarily is on the peak stuff and, of course, Primus. Personally, I like the fact that all the Schlage stuff is pretty much backwards compatible. You can use high security keys and low security cylinders for some cost savings on openings that may not require pick resistance and things like that. Um, With peaks, you can retrofit it in basically anything. Uh, The cylinders from 1994 will work with the keys from 2022. Uh, There's Peaks Classic, Peaks Preferred, and what has recently been announced, Peaks Plus, and all of that, you know, you don't have to replace the cylinders every time. You just use the newest keys, and uh, you can keep going. We've got systems that have been installed for close to 30 years on that stuff, and they just keep working. Same thing with the Schlage. You know, you you don't need any special machinery to cut it you know you need a finger pin kit to switch out finger pins from different cylinders i don't know what the buy-ins are for that sort of stuff anymore or at all really because we've had it for so long but i don't think that there's a huge um barrier of entry for the locksmith that wants to carry that stuff you know versus signing up as a dealer uh if you wanted to be a medical dealer or something like that you know you can buy carded stuff but to really have the breadth of product like tyler has which i'm sure he can speak of you know that's a pretty decent capital outlay tim what are your thoughts what do you see the most of in your area uh probably the most that we deal with uh out of our shop is medico when it comes to high security uh we carry medico uh, we also have, um, of course, like variants of that key mark. Uh, we just got a bunch of uh, Medico X4 IC stuff uh, for a customer. Uh, we also do multi-lock. Uh, we've had, uh, what is the uh, CX-5 Scorpion. Uh, we've got uh, also just a basic restricted keyway, uh, NSP restricted keyway that we use for customers who only want key control. But we do we do see a lot of, of Medico. We've got a lot of Medico customers and fairly decent amount of multi-lock customers as well, which I hadn't noticed a lot of multi-lock out in the wild before I started working as a locksmith. But now that I've been doing that and we've serviced multi-lock, uh, it's definitely out there. And so that's that's kind of what we see. We also do have uh, Primus, uh, both regular Primus and then Everest Primus. You know, like you said, 
the Schlage stuff I like because it it doesn't require any special tools. Our NSP restricted keyway, it doesn't require any special machines. You know, you can just cut them out like you would anything else. Um, multi-lock, obviously we have a multi-lock key machine. Uh, that's pretty cool to use though, actually. You know, you just kind of run your key through and, and have all your settings so you're not having to bend over like an HPC machine or something and dial everything in. So there's a lot less room for error when cutting keys. Also, you know, we've got the the original Medico machine, which if somebody has never heard an original Medico machine, it is not broken. It does sound like that uh, <laughs> out of the box. Yep. Um, it's a little clunky to use it, just in my opinion, because of your angles and, you know, positions and everything, you got to make sure that you're in the right spot and have everything set before you pull the lever to cut, you know, the key. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we see in our area. Tyler, I guess in your experiences previously to where you are now, because you're almost all Medico, I guess what it, when you were, in the field and working in a shop like what Tim and I do now, you know, I guess what, what were your, what did you work on before being the Dean of Medico as it were? Um, mostly multi-lock, but then occasionally some weird stuff like Miwa, the mm. EC platform. That was fun to work with. Uh, and some peaks and, and a little Medico too, but, uh, meet Miwa was cool to, to set those keys, um, you know, the key's got magnets, at least seven active positions, but I think there's 14 total. I think I have and, a somewhere. Yeah, in order to get the magnets in before you crimp them in, you've got to, like, coat both sides of the blade with Vaseline. So when you stick the magnets in, they don't just fall right out. The Vaseline kind of holds them in place. So it was weird to see on our, our bench, we had a big old tub of Vaseline when putting the keys together. But I I miss the the Miwa that that's the it's like turning a glass it's it's the smoothest cylinder I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I I guess I didn't consider things like LSDA keyway as high security, you know, because it's just restricted keys. I mean, you could give somebody a weird Sergeant keyway or you know a place that has you know five pin Sergeant RL. It's not restricted, but the chances of people having those blanks, you know, the hardware store is going to use an RN blank if they even have it. Um, you know, it, it's just making them, you know, a little bit harder to copy the keys, but there's nothing in it that is high security. I will say we do service some Sergeant Kiso stuff, which all you can really do with that is order the stuff from the factory and install it. You know, you can't make the keys, you can't repin re the cylinders. Um, you're pretty much just the middleman. You know, that stuff's been around a long time. You know, we have a handful of customers that we support, I guess would be the correct term with Kiso. I've never worked on Sergeant Signature. I've worked on some of the Sergeant Degree, Tyler and I, uh, that video where I was pinning it up wrong. If you, you know, Tim and I, we both can only sell what the company we work for uses. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where our experience lays. Um, that degree, Sergeant degree is popping up everywhere down here. There's like two big skyscrapers in Atlanta that have it now, and we service one of them. I had a guy from South Georgia bring me a bunch of stuff for a brand new facility down there that he wanted keyed up because 
he had seen some of the articles I wrote in the videos and, and whatnot, but whoever's selling that in the South or at least in Georgia, they're doing a good job because it's popping up everywhere down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, I see a little bit of Sergeant signature people coming in trying to get keys made and can't do it, but we could order it for them with the right paperwork. You know, same thing with some of the Yale restricted keyways. If they want to buy 50 blanks, you know, and, and go through the paperwork, you know, again, I don't know that that's truly high security, but Tyler, can you explain, and we had talked about this offline, the list council definition of high security, or is Tim going to cover that later? There is an official, I guess, well, more so than anything else, an official definition of what high security really is. And that comes from the list council. And it is defined as a cylinder, which offers a greater degree of resistance to any two or more of the following picking, impressioning, key duplication, drilling, or other forms of forcible entry. So even those things like the LSDA restricted keyway could technically fit the definition of high security. So I guess uh, like just regular Schlage Everest might fit in there, wouldn't it? I would say certain keyways, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then I see certain keyways that shouldn't be being sold on eBay. You know, people are selling boxes of key blanks that should not be on there. And I usually let the sales rep or somebody at Legion know if I see that because, you know, you're compromising somebody's key system. Uh, if you can just buy the blanks. It's- well, I guess the, the, the operative phrase would be greater degree of resistance, whereas, you know, you can get it, but you can't get it as simple as going to Home Depot or Ace Hardware or something. Correct. Or buying them off of Amazon. And then the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people think that uh, in order for it to be high security, it's got to carry the UL 437 listing, which I guess would be very indicative of high security. But the absence of it doesn't mean that it's not high security. Yeah. And that you you told me about that because I'm like, well, I don't know if peaks is really, you know, there's no drill resistance. There's a little bit of pick resistance. And you said, no, that that counts. So that's uh yeah, I mean, that that is, you know, the nuances and the, I guess, part of the reason for the list council is to further refine the terms that we use and make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah, because a lot of people, they, unless it carries that UL rating, they're just like, no, it's not high security. <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think anything, you know, that does offer a degree of, of, pick resistance or drill protection but you know the biggest concern is key control i mean you look at at a uh, i hate to use this but you look at quickset smart key you know the latest generation no locksmith's going to pick it you have to have you know special tools i know of you know like a dozen or so log sporters who have picked them on videos so i mean they really are pick resistant but you can go to a minute key kiosk and get a copy of that key. So okay. definitely the list definition of needing two or more, you know, I think that's really, really important for locksmiths to keep in mind. Um, just not solely relying on pick resistance or solely relying on key control. Yeah. I think, didn't they a while back, they submitted them not for the full UL 437 listing but they submitted it for the picking and it did meet the requirements was that true you remember anything like that no 
I, I swear I saw it. Maybe it was on ClearStar, but they submitted it or somebody tested it, and it did meet the requirements of the picking portion, but obviously didn't didn't fit the rest. Yeah, I I don't think we'll ever see a uh, restricted quick set keyway. No, although they do have that landlord keyway. Uh, it's like a double sided smart key, and it uses a different keyway for the landlord. Yeah, there is. Uh, what's that? Uh, the one quick set keyway though that. It's basically a, a regular KW1, but it's thinner. Well, that's um, it. It's a, a quick set original keyway. I don't even know if it has a name. Because I know we, we get people who walk in the shop every now and again. They'll say, yeah, I went to Ace, and they copied it, and it doesn't go in. So, right. Not the right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we it's an, a quick set original blank. I, I've seen some others that people on online have said would work for that, but you know, we saw one or two of them, you know, we just bought a, 10 blanks or whatever for the landlord comes in. Any other final points on just the, the stuff that you encounter would, would you change or InstaKey be considered high security because it's restricted, you know, you can't get those blanks. We see a lot of that. We don't work on it. We take it out and swap it out with something else. I would venture to say, I would argue that those are high security. I've never had to pick one. Are they a beast to pick? No, because I actually had to pick one. It was uh, a corporate, you know, customer and their, their corporate sent them the, the change key and the new keys and everything. And anyway, the staff at the store location screwed it up. And so neither key would work and I had to go and, I actually picked it. That was the first time I ever picked one and got it picked and was able to reset it. Picking it in the door was, you know, kind of a challenge, but it was a lever and the door was open. So I just took the lever off, took it out to my truck where I could sit down and, you know, have a little bit better vantage point picking it. Uh, but no, it wasn't really that difficult to pick. Well, you're talking about, I guess, correct. What were you talking about? I'm talking because I said InstaKey and UChange, so I'm not sure which one Tim was talking about. Oh, it was it was the uh, UChange that I was talking about. Well, InstaKey, it's it's just uh, number two master pins glued together, like that three and one from MultiLock. Yeah, but the keyways are all restricted. And then I guess for for UChange, what I'd be curious is to how easy or hard it is to impression. You'd have to make your own blanks. They don't use that's them. a good point because then if the restrictedness of the blank off is greater is greater than normal, thereby impressioning would be as well. I mean, unless you start making your own, I mean, how many people, you know, again, there's you know the keyway king and whatever else, you know, pe- people can 3D print, modify, do whatever to make their own blanks, but I don't know that most people would try or would take the time to do that, but it is out there. Uh, we know people that have made different keyways. <laughs> I had a uh, buddy of mine ask me if I would make a copy of a key for him that he uses at work and at his job. And he couldn't bring the key to me, but he made a casting and like did a clay impression and then cast a key and brought me that. And I looked at it and I'm like, nah, can't make that one. It's restricted. Did you tell him that he should have used a tactical goo or something? Yeah, something like that. Did one of those uh, techniques that we 
sort yeah. of talked about in the last episode. Uh, learn from some of those people. Seems pretty devious to me. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, as a member of the list council, this this discussion's been eye opening because I'm going to bring this back up for discussion with the with them. Again, the definition of cylinder, which offers a greater degree of resistance to any two or more of the following. It seems that key duplication and impressioning would go hand in hand if the blanks aren't readily available. Right. So I have to ask, is this in your uh, official capacity as an ALOA director and list council member? What do you mean? It's an inside joke. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that, that probably needs to be updated a little bit because one would seem to lend itself to the other. Correct. So you satisfy one and do both. Okay. Any other uh, final points on our first subject? After a short break, we will discuss covering the whole opening in high security cylinder sales with handsome Tim Coleman. <laughs> I am handsome. I cut my hair last night. There are many times that locksmiths are asked, what is the most secure lock I can put on my door? And while that may be an easy opportunity to sell a high security cylinder, a professional locksmith will try to evaluate the entire situation. Is it pick resistant, key control, both, all of the above? They will also want to consider the location, the door in question, as well as the frame and other considerations. Well-versed locksmiths will know of many different situations that a high-security cylinder is truly needed, situation where, or versus a situation where an unpickable lock is desired. Tyler, we, I think you and I both, and, and Jeff too, we have had some uh, high-end residential customers, and you know I've seen Multilock and Medico and even some uh, by lock on a couple residential doors. Uh, but I've also had people who literally live in a single wide mobile home and they walk into the store to purchase a Medico deadbolt because they're <laughs> sure somebody has been picking the lock and stealing their stuff while they're, you know, out mowing or drinking or whatever it is they do. You know, I think it's really important as a locksmith that we, for our customer, even if they're a walk-in customer or we go out and quote the job, uh, to look at the entire door and really give them an evaluation and say, look, you know, you can, you can buy a Medico deadbolt from me and I will install it for you. Uh, but it's not going to do you any good because this, this, and this. Uh, here are some other considerations you might want to have in mind before spending several hundred dollars on one deadbolt for one door. I mean, is that something that that you've ran into in your career where people insist on having you know a medico cylinder in a regular Schlage deadbolt or you know the light? Yeah, yeah, but I guess some protection is better than none. As long as you're, I think the big thing is you have to install the strike 
as it comes from the deadbolt. That's the key thing to tie it into those jack studs behind the the frame. That that really gives you your protection because honestly, most criminals are just going to try to kick in the door. I mean, there's yeah. tons of videos on YouTube of you know ring doorbells and security cameras capturing what they do, either a window or the door. They're going to kick it in, and I, I guess so. Yeah, it'd be great to do and account for a lot of things on the door, you know, reinforcing the hinge screws, stuff like that. But some protection's better than none. And as long as you use that stripe that it comes with or go with something like a Strike Master 2, you're helping. And well, the Strike Master 2 comes with hinge screws, three inch hinge screws. So cool. Yeah. And I think from my experience, people, it's more about key control. They, are worried about who has a key or who can get a key to their apartment, you know. So Peaks is a much more cost-effective way of doing that. You know, we can't control what they do once they make the copy, but we know that nobody else can come in and get it. Um, and they're assured of that. And it doesn't have to be UL 437. You know, somebody's not most typically going to be trying to pick into that door, you know. They're just concerned that somebody can't get a key made. And they actually, we put a peak cylinder in a B60 deadbolt. Okay, that's what they want. You know, she doesn't, it's meeting the the customer's budget. You know, there was a post on Reddit the other day. A guy has a closet door that he wants to put a Medico or an Abloid deadbolt on to secure the safe that holds his weapons. Like, that's just telling somebody, hey, there's something expensive in here. And it's an inch and three-eighths thick hollow door like and all these people on reddit are just like and then he deleted all of his he deleted most of his comments so people can't figure out what he has like it's just yeah well i've got a i got a deadbolt on my closet to keep my kids out of the gun (laughs) but his i mean this is they're already in a safe and then he's also got it in a closet you know yeah i got a wall safe in there well god i shouldn't be telling you all my secrets yeah (laughs) yeah i mean you know, I did a, a job. It was very, very high end residential job, and the guy was building a uh, a panic room in the basement, and it was actually very well designed, uh, very nice. But he had gotten a Kevlar door from like a bank or something, and it had been originally drilled for uh, looked like a Kaba. Uh, uh, Eplex, I think, like a Kaba 5000 or whatever. And he insisted on having a uh, keypad lock, an electronic commercial grade keypad, you know, lever on there. So I installed a uh, CO100 and put a multi-lock cylinder in there because he he wanted something that nobody could pick, you know, if he was hiding in there. You know, I'm thinking, okay, it's an, an outswing door. And, you know, I would do something more like I didn't get to talk directly with the customer. Uh, He's one of those where he was at work and, you know, I had other people handling stuff for him. You know, I, I agree to to, you know, Jeff, what you were saying, if you have something fancy on a door like that, then that's going to draw people's attention to it if they know what to look for. But, you know. I think that it's important that we as locksmiths discuss with our customers, 
you know, what hardware they have existing, what would be required to make the door even more secure and, you know, stay within their budget. But we have to be knowledgeable it, both in the shop and the field to be able to say, hey, this is what we would recommend. I mean, is that something that you you kind of find to be true? Yeah, I and mean, you don't want to sell them something that they really don't need, you know, that kind of would ruin your credibility. I mean, if they're hell-bent on uh, something, <laughs> it's a tough one, you know. I mean, if they demand x and they're willing to pay for it you know some guy was in the other day and he had this door that had a it was a metal door to business and it had a yale jimmy proof like a, you know and he wanted uh put a smart lock on there and he's you know said multiple times money was no object and we're just like we don't want our name on this you know the door was it was all in bad shape well, i'll just go somewhere else and find somebody who can help me like, okay like i'm like you know you could put a strike in you do all this stuff that's fine money is no object but then the more you look at the pictures, it's like you probably need a new door and frame too. It's just like everything was in bad shape. And, you know, it, some people you can't talk sense into and it's not always worth even trying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we find that uh, doing access control because access control is probably, like I've said, 30 to 40% of all our commercial work. And you'll have people want access control on a door and you get there and the doors, you know, either a rotten metal door that's just rusted and beat up and bent out of shape, or they'll want it on a residential door. That's, you know, weighs 10 pounds when you pick it up. Um, so I think, you know, as far as selling to, to customers, I think that looking at the door is, is very, important to it because you might have you know somebody building a panic room in their house and they want a zeus have you guys seen the zeus no um it's made by sherlock mcgill and it's actually a multi-point commercial grade uh locking system and you have a panic bar you know device on the inside and then you can have regular like exit device trim on the outside you know, levers, classroom, storeroom, pull, or whatever, but it's multi-point and it's really, really heavy gauge steel. And mm -hmm. I've seen it at trade shows before where they have the uh, demo models. Uh, Lockmasters actually uh, sells it. But, you know, if you get a customer who wants something like that and then you show up and the door is a residential closet door, you know, you, as a locksmith, you have to say, look, this isn't going to work. That's kind of the whole point of my blog here is to say, you know, yes, we can sell a Medico cylinder all day long. And, you know, like you guys said, install it in a Schlage B60. That's perfectly fine. We do that. You know, I don't have regular cylinders in, in my logs, but I've got Schlage B60s and Schlage ND levers. But I think we need to consider the entire door. And like Tyler said, also securing the strike on a deadbolt and uh, just be there for our customers and be knowledgeable. So any final points from either of you guys? Uh, if, you, if you do all commercial like me, you don't have to deal with these things. So, blah. <laughs> <laughs> if only we were so lucky. All right. When we come back, Tyler will discuss nuances, which is his favorite word, with foreign high security locks and North American hardware. 
I guess what I wanted to talk about is something I've kind of observed doing this for as long as I have is that in Europe, there's really only two formats. You've got profile and you've got oval. And then sometimes you got stuff like Scandi round and stuff like that. But in America, you've got mortise, rim. In the 50s, cylindrical lever sets came out. Then you had key and lever, key and knob. You've got a dozen and a half interchangeable core formats. And all that was in place in America when they started inventing or debuting high security stuff in the late 60s with Medico and then on from that with uh, Primus and everything else. So it's kind of neat that uh, American manufacturers had to account for all these different formats when designing their product, whereas European manufacturers didn't. They really only had to fit two formats. So that made American high security more ubiquitous than European high security in that it's very hard to bring something from Europe to America and get it to fit. Mortise and rim are easy, but key and lever, key and knob, you really can't do. For example, Miwa, uh, you can't use any American brand. You have to supply the Miwa brand. Same with other formats. Whereas you go from America to Europe, Medico definitely has everything you could ever need for a, a oval or a profile cylinder. I guess it's the same with Schlage with Primus. I can't imagine it's not, but I'm not a Primus dealer. But so it's just kind of neat that America's history set them up to acquiesce and fit into the European and the foreign market, but not the other way around. I think it, so. In a roundabout way, what I'm saying is that Abloy is, you know, Eva. Uh, all these other places are not ever really going to be able to have a foothold in the American market. Residential, sure. Commercial, but definitely not. Um, the one exception, though, is ASA, which now has, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, they've got a small format that fits on their regular keyways. Is that right? It just doesn't have the sidebar. It's part of the twin exclusive, not an every key. Yeah. 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 So ASA kind of started bridging the gap, I guess. but. Um, Tom has yeah, Scandinavian hardware on his building in Pennsylvania just because. <laughs> yeah, bathroom. Yeah, but, uh, handle up and stuff. It's really goofy. What? Uh, what's the other one? Um, Multi lock. You're not going to get that in small format. You're not going to get that in a lot of different formats that we take for granted. Large, large format, but yeah, I just did a, a Reiki for multi lock, and it was large format. I see. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, peaks, you know, we mostly just do small format or mortise, lever, rim. We don't really mix formats. I know we had some older Corbin stuff on some old stores. I think that's all gone. Uh, but it is out there. You can put it in Yale and, and all that kind of stuff, Sargent. I don't see really any of the foreign stuff. So, you know, that's not really something that I know much about because luckily people aren't... <laughs> trying to do that here but i'm sure it's out there you know so what if somebody wants to take their high security stuff to their villa in italy or whatever you know where are you going to get you know there's no way to service it anywhere else so it's sort of like what are you you know what are you really doing you carry one carry an extra key i think that's the uh bottom line and that's always the hardest part too when selling High security, especially as a new installation, is that it's always a hell of a lot cheaper if 
you don't have to change the locking hardware. If you can just swap out the cylinders, depending on the format, depending on what's there, that's not always the case with, you know, foreign or European options, but Medico, as long as it's not small format, uh, I can go in there and, and I've got everything that it'll take except small format. They'll never be able to figure that out, obviously, but everything else is, is good to go. What about the, uh, X, what is it? The, uh, X4. Those are small. That'll fit in there. Yeah, yeah. That that well, yeah, that's not high security. Well, no, it's technically I guess it is. Uh I, I meant like uh the UL four thirty-seven stuff, original gotcha. by axial M three and four. But yeah, uh X four and Keymark will fit into everything. And if you've got a large enough order and they don't have a product for it, they will build it for you. So yeah, like you know, I think what you're saying, Tyler, the only place that I know of here in the U.S. that we see profile cylinders, Euro profile cylinders, are in patio doors, high-end residential patio doors, you know, Hoppy Lock, Anderson, et cetera. Uh, that's the only place that we really run into those. So obviously we don't have, you know, the oval cylinders or the Scandinavian oval cylinders, um, you know, and, and Australian, you know, they their oval cylinders are different than... Uh, scandinavian or european uh you're not going to be able to bring you know ruco into the u.s ruco is you know a great a great cylinder and you do see it in some places in the u.s but not very much and it's normally custom you know custom built into uh the device i know i've seen pictures of it in i think like some boats or maybe a train or something like that but uh, you're not going to be able to bring that in just because you would have to start from scratch with door and hardware. So there's a there's a very big building in Atlanta that we service that's half Schlage mortise and half Ruco, and we've got a ton of those oval cylinders that we have to use Medico. It's M3, so hmm. good good segue, good point. Because uh, that that kind of proves what I was talking about earlier, that we were able to acquiesce with what they had, which is European Ruco, and uh, it, it works pretty well. Yeah, it's not something look- personally that I've had to deal with, but it's good to know that that stuff is out there for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at the Abloy uh, catalog right now, and as far as interchangeable cores, they've only got two formats. They've got Yale, and then they've got uh, Schlage, which both take special blanks no matter the format the control keys is just a little bit different it's got that extra action at the end you know and uh i I don't ever see how abloy could figure out like a corbin rustling or a medico or a sergeant interchangeable core because the control lugs in the middle so i don't know how they would ever make it happen because they've got discs they don't have split pins yeah yeah you'd have to uh completely replace the housing if somebody wanted to go with that format. I'm just continuing to shit on European stuff. Well, and I mean, a lot of their high security stuff I've got, um, I don't even remember the brand of it. I've got it over here somewhere. Uh, but it's just so incredibly complex. It's a Euro you know, profile cylinder, has dimple and sidebar and uh, several other things. And I'm afraid to even just take it out of the box. I mean, for one, it's, you know, just a collector's item and I don't want to break it. 
because obviously there's no parts to replace anything in there. But I mean, they're just so complex. And I think it would be kind of difficult to get, and this is just my opinion, and it may be unpopular, but I think a lot of logsmiths that I've met in this area just aren't willing to learn something new. Uh, they don't want to deal with, you know, getting into a new system, even if they've dealt with high security like Medico, Multilock, et cetera. They wouldn't want to have to get all new parts and everything, you know, to buy in and then deal with a lot of the complexities that come with some of the European high security stuff. That's true. Jeff, did they, have you ever have you ever seen because I know you pay attention to distributors. Have you ever seen? I, I assume there's an ASA dealer program or distributor program. Yeah. Is there yeah. an abloy? I don't know because I don't. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, we don't. I've never seen one. There, there are a number of locksmiths in my area that do all they do is ASA. That's like the only restricted or high security cube, you know, system that they sell. But as far as our rep from Asa Abloy, uh, we just don't see a lot of them or hear a lot from him. So that's the one distributor that uh, really, you know, or one manufacturer, I should say, that we really don't hear from. I've not seen anything for Abloy on any of the distributor sites. I've not actively gone in and looked, uh, but it's never came up in conversation. Yeah, it's very rare that I see one of those keys. If I do, it's like from a, a somebody who drives a semi truck. They have an abloy lock on the back, or like a railroad where we couldn't make those keys even if we were a dealer. So it's not really. I, I don't know. I don't see it in common use. Yeah, I was going to say uh, railroad because uh, around a few train stations. I mean, you always see like the uh, the abloy you know, just detainer padlocks that weigh like 10 pounds or whatever. Right. And like the Sergeant and Greenleaf. Yeah. I mean, we can't, yeah. can't do anything with those anyway. So. <laughs> nope. Another manufacturer. I was just thinking about it that could do well in the North American market. That's from Europe would be Dom. Dom's got a lot of platforms and a lot of cylinder formats uh, that'll work because it's just split pin, pin tubler with some little extras in some of them. I'm surprised Dom's not more prevalent here because they make some pretty damn good stuff. Very high tolerance. Yeah, I never see any of that stuff. They, uh, I've got a. They make a lot of good cam locks and cabinet locks. They've got their own keyways. There's like 36 of those keyways. Did I ever show you that tree thing I've got? I mean, all the I mountain plugs. Stuff. I haven't got a bunch, but I do have some of their stuff. Yeah, I wonder why they've never made it big in America, but because they've got everything that'll work. Well, any final thoughts? Now for Jerry Springer's final thought. I think we about covered it. All right. Well, let's wrap it up and come back to Spare Parts. And we're back with the last bits of our episode where, like every locksmith on an install job or a re-keying in the bench, we discover spare parts. Tyler, what do you got? I, I was just going to say it's it's cold as shit everywhere right now. I'm freezing and we're all getting an Arctic blast to the face. So that's all I can think about at the moment. But uh, 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Festivus for the rest of us. Got a lot of problems with you people. Beats of strength, airing of grievances. Him. All right, so since it is that time of year, we're recording on uh, Christmas Eve. Not everybody has seen the Christmas classic, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. In Shepherdsville, Kentucky, police were called to the home of a man allegedly exposing himself outside of a residence. Dispatcher described the suspect as a male standing outside, naked, has a robe covering a part of his body, and has a hose between his legs. When officers got there, they did not find a man in a robe exposing himself, or a man at all. Instead, they found a mannequin dressed as Cousin Eddie, played by Randy Quaid in the classic 1989 film. Shitter's Oh, that's actually pretty good. I, um, my wife never saw that movie until a few years ago. Now she loves it. We've got an inflatable blow-up doll of, of Clark outside. So, love that movie. <laughs> watched uh, Weekend at Bernie's for the last, first time yesterday. It's hysterical. It just happened to be on uh, whatever, Movies on Demand. That's a good one. The, uh, neat little fact about that movie, Jeff. Yeah. The actor that played Bernie. Yeah. He, he wasn't actually dead. Oh. Man, you are just spoiling everything. That would have been kind of funny, though, if they like, were defiling a corpse to make money <laughs> on a movie. My spare part is that we were open half a day yesterday. We had one person come in, and we had, I think, four calls, four service calls. It was a little chilly, but we made, made it through. And how many feet of snow? I don't even know. It just it says on my computer, one degree cloudy. I'll take pictures of the snow when I go upstairs. But, yeah, it was uh, it's always an adventure. It's why I like my all-wheel drive. My buddy in Minneapolis said that they've got snow drifts up to like five, six feet. Like his back door, he opens it up and he just sees snow. Keep it up there, buddy. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us today. We enjoy making this show for you as much as you enjoy listening. Our executive producer is Tyler J. Thomas. I'm your technical producer, Jeff Moss. Editor and writer is Tim Coleman. Complaint department operator is Xavier Breath. Our Locksport ethics coach is Don Pickett. And our chief legal counsel is Hugh Lewis Dewey of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Otherwise, known around the shop as Huey Louie Dewey. Stay out of trouble. Shitter's pool. Help control the pet population. Keep your pets spayed and neutered. 